Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says for the next hour. I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. Today is March 4th, 2019. In many states, it's spring. Unlike mine, we're still at sub-zero temperatures. There's only two seasons way up this north, and that's winter and roadwork season. Uh, There's a lot that we can talk about. I just wanted to say that this week, the theme will be talking about, um, well, except for today, I guess, we can touch upon it, which is child pornography, child trafficking. And this word that everyone likes to coin is a conspiracy theory, Pizzagate. We will be having Liz Crokin as our guest. Uh, We are putting together um, our announcement and banner and billboard as we speak uh, because, as you know, Red State Talk Radio gives voices to those who are silenced. And we all know Liz Crokin is an award-winning journalist who noticed – what was going on, and decided to speak up. And what did they do? Silence her. Uh, We could talk about, uh, we're going to be talking about CPAC, what's going on there, uh, what happened, that is, and what our president's speech really told us. And I was kind of, I was not kind of, I was very excited that he talked about something that I've been talking about for months which is that dreaded day in 1913, December 24th, 1913. That was a subtle hint, and I am so excited that he mentioned it. He talked about how, you know, they all decided to kill our economy in the late 1800s, right? Uh, And in the early 1900s, basically, and just... Do away with any tariffs for importing things because they wanted to share the wealth. And I'll analyze that too. So I I think that's where we need to start. Let's, Let's go down some history lane, right? So remember, our economy, the United States, was an economy that was backed by gold and silver. We were rich beyond anyone's comprehension. We had electricity suddenly coming up, photography, telephones. I mean, we were really in it, right? We were awesome. You know, World War I, brewing. We were at the top of our game. But what happened was the very few that found their way into our government, the very few that wanted to shape the future of America to what is this dystopian future, this future of this new world order where everyone and everything succumbs to one nation, one law, just one people came about. 
those people penetrated and did what they need. When I say this has been going on for decades, it has. And unfortunately, you know, when you have one side that has a plan and they're well embedded within the structures, the infrastructure of your government, it's really hard when the good guys come in to weed them out, right? Because then the good guys start to drink their Kool-Aid because they're unarmored by what? Money and power. Unfortunately, every human being has a price. I mean, we all do, right? Let's be realistic. You have a job. A job pays you more money. You're going to take that job no matter how many years you worked in the previous job. And you're thinking, well, I've been with them for 10 years. Do I really want to lose that stability and everything? But the other job is paying you twice as much. Better benefits. Better work and family balance. You're going to leave it because you have a price too. Everybody has a price. We have to be realistic. But the price that they had was at our expense. And so what President Trump did is he revisited how we had laws on tariffs, on importing. We had laws and impositions to make money because we would make money. When we would, for example, this is just an example, doesn't mean it is, imported rice from China, we would charge him money for bringing it into our country. But then, the same day they decided to create this fiat monopoly money currency called the Federal Reserve Note, is the same day they decided we're not going to charge any of the other nations to import their goods. No tariffs for you. We're good. None. And you have to sit back and think, wait a minute, what? So we're not charging them to bring their stuff, but they're charging us to send ours. That doesn't sound fair. No, it doesn't. But just like President Trump said, we had so much money, we decided to distribute it. No, we didn't. We decided to tell them, look, we're willing to forfeit our rights to monopolizing all the wealth because we have successfully established the United States of America in lieu of us all joining in the future and becoming one. I mean, you trade, right? That's trade. That was the deal. This is why World War I happened, World War II. We injected ourselves really nicely in there at the, at the tail end of it after all of them suffered. And we said, oh, so you need our help. That, push the European Union. Create Israel. Do this. We dictate it. We dictate it. It all makes sense. And he laid it all bare during that speech that he gave. Two hours. He was off script. Loved it. Loved it. Because he was honest and straightforward. I mean... Let's listen to, well, you know, the beginning of his speech was my favorite. You know, um, it was my favorite because he was very, very straightforward on what's going on. He talked about things happening for decades. Let's take a listen, please, because this is the best part where he even tells everyone. I confronted President Xi and said, well, How could you do this? You were robbing us blind. And he said, well, nobody asked me to change what I'm doing, so why not? And can you blame him? Well, I do the same thing. If I could raise my price whenever I feel like it 
and there's no contest to it and no one tells me, hey, what are you doing? This is insufferable. This isn't right. You know, I do it too. Here we go. Let's take a listen to this. Where Fiat Chrysler just announced a four and a half billion dollar incredible expansion and new plant doubling their workforce. Many, many car companies have moved back to Michigan and are continuing to do so. Big numbers. Nobody ever thought they'd see that happen. So I think we're going to do even better in 2020. I think we're going to do numbers that people haven't seen for a long time. The men and women here today are on the front lines of protecting America's interest, defending America's value, and reclaiming our nation's priceless heritage. It's true. With your help, we are reversing decades of blunders and betrayals. These are serious, serious betrayals to our nation and to everything we stand for. It's been done by the failed ruling class that enriched foreign countries at our expense. It wasn't America first. In many cases, it was America last. Those days are over, long over. America is winning again. America is respected again. And the world knows it. When I meet with prime ministers, when I meet with presidents, and I get along with them, because they know that what's taken place over many years, not just the Obama administration, long before that, they can't believe themselves that they got away with it. They can't believe it. An impossible thing. And they like me. And the reason they like me, they tell me. They say, Mr. President, I said as an example, President Xi of China, I have great respect. We have a great relationship. I say, how is it possible that you got away with this for so long? And he said, because nobody ever asked us to change. It's true. When they charge 40% tariffs on our cars going into China, and we charge them nothing coming into our country, when they raise their tariff from 10% to 25% and then to 40%, and they said to me, we expected that somebody would call and say, you can't do that. Nobody called, so we just left it. And they didn't call because it was part of the plan, right, guys? Because if we share the wealth and we're all interdependent globally, right, then you can take control. This was the plan, and listen to him plow through that. And I don't blame them. We should have been doing the same thing to them. But we didn't. True. Right? Hard to believe. 
It's hard to believe. But now things are different. Now we're negotiating with China. They wouldn't negotiate with previous administrations. But I found some very old laws from when our country was rich, really rich. The old tariff laws, we had to dust them off. You could hardly see they were so dusty. But fortunately, they weren't terminated. We started getting politically correct even back then. But I said, when we were doing the great things, what happened to those laws? And I checked, and I found 301 and 382. I found one 1938, where we could do what we have to do. But you know, they had a debate in, it was really a rough time in our country because we had so much money, we didn't know what the hell to do with a tough, tough time. It was called the Great Tariff Debate. Mark Levin will look this up. And the problem is with Mark, if I make a little mistake, he'll let us know on Sunday night. I got to be very careful when I talk about this. Okay, so before we continue, this is what we what I had mentioned, the McKinley tariff. So he said that we need to tariff, he, you know, he was a representative and created this law, and it happened in 1890 where he said to protect our domestic interest. He even suggested up to 50% tariffs on imports because then that would keep it fair, that if you want to buy, you know, um, Chinese rice, you're going to pay $3 for the bag. But if you buy American grown rice, it'll only be $2 a bag. Kind of like um, off-label things in Walmart. Imagine it that way. If you want to buy, you know, you know, whatever, a pasta, right? Let's pretend like a spaghetti brand. What is it? Butoni, right? If you want to buy Butoni, you're going to pay $2 for a box. But if you buy the great value Walmart one, you only pay a dollar. That's basically how I saw it. This way we can keep our domestic production alive. Now take a listen to how he furthers to that crazy, crazy, crazy night on December 24th, 1913, where they not only had, you know, after this debate they had to get rid of all the tariffs for foreign imports, they decided Let's make some funny money, too. We don't need to back it up with gold and silver. We'll just create a debt-based currency. Take a listen. But it was the great tariff debate of 1888. And the debate was we didn't know what to do with all the money we were making. We were so rich. And McKinley, prior to being president... He was very strong on protecting our assets, protecting our country. And he made statements that others cannot come into our country and steal our wealth and steal our jobs and build their country and not defend our country. We can't do that. We can't ever allow that to happen.
And, and you know, I don't know, maybe you know. You know, I'm totally off script, right? Thank you, darling. You know I'm totally off script right now. And this is how I got elected, by being off script. True. 100% true. And if we don't go off script, our country's in big trouble, folks, because we have to get it back. And when I look at what's happening on the other side, I encourage it. I say, no, no, I, I think the New Green Deal, or whatever the hell they call it, <laughs> the Green New Deal, right? Green New Deal. I encourage it. I think, the, I think it's really something that they should promote. They should work hard on. It's something our country needs. Desperately, they have to go out and get it. But I'll take the other side of that argument only because I'm mandated to. I'm mandated. But they should stay with that argument. Never change. Never change. No planes. No energy. When the wind stops blowing, that's the end of your electric. Let's hurry up. <laughs> darling, darling, is the wind blowing today? I'd like to watch television, darling. Okay, how awesome was that? He, uh, just so you guys understand, for some of you that may not have seen this, um, because I did, I did receive over a hundred messages from my listeners saying, oh my gosh, he talked about what you were talking. He said 1913, and this is where it kicks in. Because what people need to understand is, is that the left, the other side, and the other side still includes some rhinos. I know our president said most of them are gone. He used the word rhinos in his speech. But we all know how many of them are still contesting what he's doing. Because everyone has a price. Not saying that every single person that came into politics joined with this nefarious embedded ideology that embedded our government in the late 1800s after Abraham Lincoln. They had to choose a different path. They understood that people would not tolerate straight out racism, straight out slave trade, straight out, you know, owning people and having them work for us. They understood that people embraced capitalism, embraced a free republic, so they had to get crafty. And this is where they got crafty. They kneeled our economy because we had the depression of the 20s, right, that came in where people were jumping off roofs. But <laughs> this Green New Deal, <laughs> did the wind blow? I'd like to watch some television. Hilarious. And he's right. They should stick by it. It'll help us. Let's take a listen. This is this is the best part of his speech for me. No, but it's true. So the Great tariff debate of 1888, and then we had so much money. We could do whatever we wanted. We built forces up that were incredible. 
Then in 1913, they ended tariffs, okay? They ended tariffs. Somebody got stupid, and they ended tariffs. They said, oh, it's okay for other nations to come in. I won't use a certain word because it's not politically, but everybody knows the word I'd love to use. Should I use it? I won't do it. Our great first lady always said, don't use certain words, please. I say, but the audience wanted me to do it. She said, don't do it. And the problem is, if I do do that, they won't put the little preamble that we just went through. They'll just use the word, and they'll say, isn't that terrible? So I won't use it. I've learned, because with the fake news, If you tell a joke, if you're sarcastic, if you're having fun with the audience, if you're in live television with millions of people and 25,000 people in an arena, and if you say something like, Russia, please, if you can, get us Hillary Clinton's emails. Please, Russia, please. the emails, please. So everybody's having a good time. I'm laughing. We're all having fun. And then that fake CNN and others say, he asked Russia to go get the emails. Horrible. I mean, I saw it like two weeks ago. I'm watching, and they're talking about one of the points. He asked Russia for the emails. These people are sick, and I'm telling you, <laughs> they know the game. They know the game, and they play it dirty, dirtier than anybody's ever played the game. Dirtier than it's ever been played. But the thing that we've done is very special, because on trade, and because of tariffs, and I know there are people in the Republican Party and people, really, even conservatives, good conservatives, they don't like tariffs. I'm not liking or not liking the minimum, the greatest negotiating tool in the history of our country. Do you think China would be sending their top representatives over? Right now, China is paying 25 percent tariff on $50 billion worth of technology goods. I was then going to charge them 25% on $200 billion. Not like $200 million, that's a lot. This is 200 with a B billion. $200 billion. So, but I was nice because we're having a very strong negotiation. Which, if it weren't for tariffs, and I tell this to President Xi, this is nothing to hide. I would never be talking like this because, in theory, it could hurt your negotiating position. But in my case, it can't. Because it's true. I was nice, and I left it at 10 percent on 200 billion, and here's the beauty. We've lost so much money with China, 500 billion dollars a year, and on trade is such a disaster. It's 507 billion dollars a year. China, just one country. We lose with everybody, almost. But China's one country. 507 billion dollars for many years. 
So the beauty is this. I have $250 billion more to put tariffs on. The numbers are staggering. Billions of dollars right now are pouring into our treasury. Exactly. So this is the point, guys. Not only did they cut the tariffs so we don't have a fat treasury. On that infamous date, December 24th, 1913, they decided no tariffs for imports and let's change this currency to a fiat currency. This was the plan. This was a betrayal to the American people when we created the Federal Reserve coupled with hindering money flowing into our country. Like, who does that? Why would you not want to make money? It's like a company saying, you know, I'm not going to sell at margin. I'll sell less than cost. Like, what? this is exactly what we're doing. For all of you that are small business owners, you get it. If you're buying, say, sunglasses for $5 and you're selling them for $10, you are making 5 right? But what if you're buying them for 5 and selling them for $4? You're in the hole. This is what we've been doing. We've got deficits. And China is only one of many. No one's paying their way. No one is contributing to our economy. And we, on the other hand, are contributing to everybody else's. Now, after the break, we're going to analyze these tariffs, talk about McKinley, and see how this played in with these world wars and how they got it done. See you in a bit. Hello, my fellow patriots. My name is Michael Flynn Jr., and I am the proud son of General Flynn. Your support of the last two years has been incredible and will never be forgotten. If you'd like to continue supporting General Flynn, you can donate to our legal defense fund. Any donation is welcome. To donate, go to www.mikeflynndefensefund.org. Thank you, and God bless America. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855-700-2978-855-700-2978-855-700-2978. That's 855-700-2978. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. 
Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My Pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable My Pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My Pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. My Pillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. My Pillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. My Pillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code red state. That's 1-800-961-9194 promo code red state. Put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow, the most comfortable pillow you will ever own. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. Welcome back to the Tori Says Show. This is the second half of the first hour. I'm your host, Tori. Remember, you can always follow me on Gab and Twitter at Tori underscore says. I do have an Instagram. It's usually about my dog, food, and maybe some politics. And um, obviously, you can always find me on Red State Talk Radio 12 to 2 Eastern Time. Now, over uh, the course of the first half hour, I've been seeing messages coming in uh, about Mark Levin because the president tasked Mark Levin. You know, he reached out to him. I want everyone to understand, I loathe Mark Levin. He is just profiting off of the fact that our president is president. He loathed our president. Even in the first few months of his presidency, he was adamant that our president was going to be impeached. I do not trust him. I do not like him. But, you know, and I say this all the time, for many people that reach out to me for other things, hey, why are you retweeting this pe- this person? Hey, why do you talk to this pe- person? And then other people that troll my Facebook. Oh, my God. Are you really friends with that person? You know, um, you all have to understand something that our president has made known. Something that we need to learn. If all of you have not read The Art of the Deal, I suggest you do. It is a great read. And you will understand that your greatest enemies... The biggest clowns and shills, the most corrupt people, all of them, have a role to play. Always. Because if we put side to side what Mark Levin was saying in 2016 and early 2017 and compare it to today, you'll understand Exactly how much humble pie he ate. But why did he do it? Because he needs money. You know, he's an entertainer. That's his job. To keep you entertained. To comment on things. So, you know, other people might say, well, you're bashing him. I don't care. This is my show. I don't like him. And I'm not going to change for political correctness. I am completely unapologetic. And mind you, I just want to point out our president mentioned running again, but didn't mention who his vice president is yet. 
just putting it out there, dropping it as an Easter egg. Because when I talk to my audience, it's about telling you guys how I see things, asking questions and probing questions so we can all think about it. And, you know, so many of you send me things, and I am so grateful for it, from messages to emails to texts to tweets. Love it. And just so you know, my Twitter... I have my DMs open, so even if I'm not following you, and the reason I I have lower following, it's not because I don't want to talk to you or follow you. It's because I want to see my feed. Because when I'm on the show, I want to see the people I follow, like you know the president, come up first, not like trains and pictures and stuff like that. Anything you send me on DM, I see. Anything that's awesome, I see. Because I use my feed on Twitter for content, right? Just for streaming content. For things that are like important that people need to know. I follow crazy people. I follow people you would never follow um, because they put so much hate out there. Um, And, you know, just so you guys know. So my DMs are always open. I read all of them. Uh, This is why I have it open because I want to hear from everyone. Just because I'm not following you doesn't mean you can't communicate with me. I actually communicate with everyone. But anyway, on that note, (laughs) I wanted to say... That Mark Levin being shouted out is more so because CRTV is not making good money. I mean, look at all the people that left when they merged with Blaze. They're corrupt. But you have to use corrupt people. You have to use people for your benefit, like Schlapp, the CPAC. How these are dinosaurs trying to tell us who we need to listen to. Banning conservatives, disallowing them to speak. You know, they did it with Milo when he was invited. They did it with Laura, Nicolas Fuentes just now. So many people were disallowed to enter, you know, because they are still part of this old school group, guys. And unfortunately, you can't, you know, gut the weed that quick because it's so well embedded. Like I said, imagine it's this deep-rooted movement of people that have tapped other people on the shoulder to continue the process from the 1800s. It was from the minute they assassinated Abraham Lincoln. And that was planned. This is why they switched up his vice president last minute. And when he ran the second, you know, that's how it happened. Let's be, you know, history speaks for itself. So these are so deeply embedded. So we have the corrupt clowns, this deep state, embedded in our infrastructure as a government for so long that lures in people that come in, you know, lures them in with fame, fortune, and access to legacies because these are people that are families, you know, when you, when you say a few names and, you know, rattle them off, they're, they, they have a long history, guys. This isn't like, oh, yeah, you just joined the club. This is a long-standing club. And unfortunately, mainstream media does so too, right? They all tap, they all move forward, and they all stick to the narrative because they're all part of the same country club. (laughs) And it is a worldwide country club, but let's speak domestically. So we need to use clowns. For me, if I was President Trump, I'd be gloating inside 
applauding Mark Levin. Why not Rush? Rush was behind you. I was behind you. So many people were behind you. The minute you stepped on that escalator, I was there cheering you on. I was handing out signs when people would be running them over and spray painting them. Why Mark? It's so awesome when your enemy has to kiss your feet. And it's so awesome because they will be exposed for what they are in the future. It always comes. But for now, there's a big humble pie. This is how I take it. So for all of you that were just like me, oh, why him? I get it. It's the heart of the deal, guys. Every single clown has a role to play. You can't exclude your enemies because your enemies are vital. The people that fight you are vital. The people that, uh, you know, spit, spit up against you, gaslight you, trash you, slander you, mock you. They are vital to your message. They are vital to be carriers of it. And remember, your worst enemy usually ends up being your best friend too. We know that from kid times, right? That kid next door you didn't like much, always got into fights, and then suddenly you guys are like, why are we fighting? And now you're best friends 30 years later. This is how it works because love and hate are very close together. But In the case of Mark Levin, he's still a clown, always will be a clown, and his true face will show in 2024 because for now he's just milking it. So so I played you guys the, you know, seven whole minutes of my most favorite part of this speech aside from other things that he said. Did you guys hear how he said these people are sick? Because these people are sick. They're disgusting. They're demented. And they are literally sick. I mean, their supply is going low. And we'll talk about more on that this week. But another cool thing our president said, when calling out the fake news media, and remember, fake news does include what we think is conservative. Okay? We have to be objective about this. I don't know if any of you caught Laura Loomer's... um, interview with Alex Jones, which I'm hoping to have Alex Jones on with me soon, just like I'm hoping to have the president too, just letting you guys know. Um, but what she said to him is Joe Rogan, you know, he's, he's getting all this money from Twitter. If he was your friend, why is he taking money from Twitter? Why didn't he bring you on? Why won't he have conservatives on when we make them the most money? Laura's right. Real voices, true patriots, people that speak truth, fact, unapologetically, unapologetically, because what you say, you need to stand by. Why? She was right to say that. She was 100% right to say that. Because as you can see, even those that we tip the hat saying, oh, look at that, impartial this, they're all part of it. Everybody has a price. Everyone has a price. Even people like Joe Rogan that push the envelope. Everyone has a price. And CPAC has a price. I mean, that's supposed to be Disneyland for conservatives, right? Now conservatives for CPAC 2020 are going to be careful of what they say, what they do, how they act. Do they loomer people? Because they might be put on a blacklist too. So it's unsure if you'll even be allowed to attend if you criticize them. Schlapp needs slaps in the face because that was uncalled for. We are your bread and butter. 
We make these events. The minute you exclude our voice, because people like Laura Loomer, Alex Jones, Candace Owens, Charlie Kirk, Nick, Nicholas Fuentes, you know, anyway, Cernovich, Milo, they all represent voices. They don't have millions of followers because nobody is heard through them. It's because they are the voices of many. They speak our language, which is truth, an unbiased truth. This is why I'm so excited to be part of Red State. And, you know, we were talking about this last year in the summer, late spring, and, you know, kind of simmering on it. And I realized that this radio station gives voice, is transparent, and is unapologetic. Kind of like the next... Thing. We'll hear our president say. Let's just play these two little clips, which are so cool. Let's go. Let's get this going. I want to. I want to name every one of those couple of hundred people because we do have a lot. I want to name every damn one of them. They have been incredible. They've been fighting, and I just see Mark in the audience. They've been fight with Deb. Much more important, his wife is incredible. What an asset. He would be nowhere without her. She told them to flip. Right? But they fight so hard on this witch hunt, this phony deal that they put together, this phony thing that now looks like it's dying, so they don't have anything with Russia. There's no collusion. So now they go and morph into, let's inspect every deal he's ever done. We're going to go into his finances. We're going to check his deals. We're going to check. These people are sick. I saw a little shifty shift yesterday. Oh, it's the first time he went into a meeting and he said, we're going to look into his finance. I said, where did that come from? He always talked about Russia. Collusion with Russia. The collusion delusion. That's it. Little shifty shift that looks like a bobblehead. His eyes are ready to pop out. Standard hotel. Little kids, massage parlors, pediatric specialists to massage babies. And go to foster care homes. Uh, no, not foster um, What is it? Um, orphanages. Worldwide, especially, you know, those places in the Far East like Thailand and Vietnam where kids go missing. And they teach people how to massage babies. And if you look at the book that teaches you how to massage babies, it says, treat them like a pizza. Put the sauce out and then dribble the cheese lightly. And then with your thumbs, put on the pepperoni and they'll melt in your hand. Disgusting. These people are sick. He said it again. Now here is the highlight that everyone loved because we all love our president. Why? Reagan, when I first started, this is Ronald Reagan. Then we started really doing well, and they were coming from everywhere to vote. Those red hats and white ones. The key is in the color. The key is what it says. Make America great again. That's what it says. Right? Right? But we had the greatest of all time. Now we have people that lost. And unfortunately, you put the wrong people in a couple of positions, and they leave people for a long time that shouldn't be there. And all of a sudden, they're trying to take you out with bullshit. 
okay? It's bullshit. But that's exactly what happened, guys. And what he said was very important. And, you know, a lot of people don't listen. Uh, you know, they hear things. We hear the word bullshit and we're just like, rah, he said it. That's true. But we all know it's beating a dead horse. We know it's BS. We do know it. We know it. But what did he say before? You put people, you hire them. They've been in there for a very long time. Career swamp creatures. Tapped on the shoulder and placed in positions to eradicate evidence, to cover up, and much, much more. Now, what our president did during this CPAC speech, which was like two hours. That was more than anyone could, you know, expect, you know. He said a lot of things that people need to read into. I mean, obviously, again, in the previous clip to the last one where he made it clear, this is all BS. It's they're, they're, they're upset. They lost control because these people are sick. They will do anything for power and maintain a plan that's a century old. They are so upset. So upset. And if people don't realize just how incredible it is, that we have a man fighting for us. They, they don't care about him. It's what he represents. He represents you and I. That's the problem. He represents the people that don't want slavery reinvented. We don't want to wear these invisible shackles. We don't want to give birth to a child with an $80,000 debt price on their head. We want our kids to dream of the future. We want our kids to be able to be the masters of their own destiny. Not someone else depicted. Not someone else to tell us what's right or wrong. Not to limit our speech. Not to tell us that we must bow down to this new God called the government. This is what he was saying. But the nefarious side of this deeply embedded cabal, this deep state, is about to come come to the surface. It's been coming up. You know, I think I said it, and you know, we've all been kids, right? But I remember one summer, I just didn't want to get out of the water. I was vacationing in Greece. My grandfather would kind of like come on to the beach uh, just to see that we're still alive, walk back, maybe hang out at the cafe by the house and just watch me, my sister and, you know, all my siblings and cousins and, uh, you know, we're all swimming in the water. We're having fun. And I didn't come out of the water for at least like five hours. And he called me to the shore where I kind of like reached up and I looked at him and I was like a little kid. And he said, listen, this is a life lesson. You've been in there for a very long time. You do know that poop floats. (laughs) and I took it, I was just like, oh my God, is he like assuming that I'm just going in the bathroom in the sea here? But, you know, when I asked him about it at night, he was like, just in general, just so you know, if you defecate on something, it will float to the top. And this is exactly what we're seeing. The garbage, the hate, the sewage that this deep state has, and God, you know, I hope my grandfather has found peace. He was an amazing man, told me stories about World War II, World War I. You you know, you would never, ever imagine civil wars within Europe that nobody even talks about. 
you know, he's given me some great advice, like my late father as well. That was awesome. Like, I'm a little kid, and he explains, no, I'm just telling you in general. I mean, yeah, I did say it because you were in the water for a while, and I mean, you know, it's an ocean. Like, have respect. But he says in general, what people don't realize is, is that they'll poop all over relationships. They'll poop all over people. But it always floats to the surface. And this is what we are seeing now. It's been two years in the making. He has been working behind the scenes. And unfortunately, like he made it clear. Even those that you believed were on the side of the people were not. I recirculated an article about five eyes. I wrote that over seven months ago. Explaining why these deep staters don't lose their clearance. You know, when I stopped working in energy, I lost my Q clearance, right? When I stopped working on certain projects, you know, uh, my poly expired. So if I needed it, I had to do it again. You know, things like that happen. Why don't they lose it? And it explains to you, and I uh, retweeted it um, this weekend. It's on Big League Politics. It's uh, It talks about why... They didn't lose their clearance. But inside, I even put information about Dan Coates. Because if you pay attention and listen to what people say, listen, not hear them, but listen, you can see what's happening and what's going on. Remember, Dan Coates was in that room with Rosenstein. They were all in on it. They wanted to find a way to get our president out. But, you know, Rosenstein is thinking, what if I'm like McCabe and I have like no pension. I can't get a job. No one will look at me. No one will hire me. I'm broke. I'm going to lose my house. I have debt. My income will be confiscated if I get, you know, arrested or if I go to trial like McCabe is going to. You know, I'm going to lose everything and my kids are going to lose everything. This way I bow out and nobody from my chain of bloodline will continue. This is the deal he made. And this is why the attorney general, the new one, the corrupt attorney general bar is coming in to exit the Mueller report and hopefully leave after that. This is what I am hoping for because, you know, he's not doing the job right. You're out. You're not prosecuting them. You're done. You're fired. I want the other side investigated. And he made that point. Why? Because he knows William Barr will not do that. William Barr will not do that. And since William Barr's not doing that, he is going against what the people want. So I'm sorry, you're fired. Kind of like Jeff Sessions. But Jeff Sessions came in. Yes, President Trump, I'm so on your side. But he omitted to tell President Trump that in October of 2016, and I'm the one that broke that story. It's on big league politics. His name was all over the documents questioning the bogus setup meeting with this Russian attorney. How are you going to be put? How can you not recuse yourself if you're already in the investigation? You have to. He knew that, but he didn't tell the president. And guess what? The president's advisors at the time didn't tell him either. They got rid of General Flynn, a great ally to us. They got rid of every single person That was an ally. They drug them through dirt, gravel, you name it, poop, everything for bullshit. But it's all going to come back now. We've got General Flynn. His sentencing is supposed to be coming up. Watch it be pushed back. Because maybe those texts 
that I've seen and I lost. They were online. Where are they? Where they say they went and met with him. There's texts where Peter Strzok and Lisa Page talked. I've seen them and I can't find them. I hid them so well for myself on the Chan board. I can't find them because that's where I upload most of my stuff. Can't find it there. It's like a treasure trove, especially if you know how to hide things in pictures. But there were texts. Text. We went up there. He didn't give us much. There's text. Those come up. And it was a setup. And it was manufactured. There are no charges. He did not lie. He had no reason to lie. Because he refused to lie. Because General Flynn refused to turn a blind eye. He was fired by Obama. And sitting in that room of his faux retirement, which was a forced retirement, we had Clapper and Brennan smiling ear to ear with gratification that they did it. They took out a patriot. But lo and behold, he's coming back. Two years it took. Because you know what? Unfortunately, our president can't put his finger on it. He's got to have other people do it. Or else you're going to start with the dictator because people are so far gone. They look at a picture of the president and they break out in acne and start foaming like, you know, like a demon under a cross during an exorcism. Our president is fixing this. And the way he's fixing it is incredible. Drip, drip, drip. You're pulling your own pants down. He lets these clowns surround him. He lets these fake Republicans come around. It's like he said, because there's a lot of Republicans still out there. Seven of them, I've counted them, tweeted about them, that are still out there. Look at CPAC. Who runs that place? What, do they want to fracture the GOP? What's the GOP doing? Sleeping? Every single state has corrupt GOPs. My state, worst one ever. They can't stand our president. My governor can't stand my president. Hey, but he still goes there. He pretends because he's got, you know, dirty little secrets. Insider trading, you know, everybody does. Insurance. Now, if the bad people have their insurance policies on you, you better make sure you believe it that we've already got it in our hands too. We know what they've got on you already. So it's who's got the bigger platform, right? See you all in a few. Can't believe the hour just went by like that. I'll see you guys in about five minutes. Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says. For the next hour, I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, 
foreign and domestic. Unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome back, everyone, to the second hour of the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. In my second hour, I usually open up the phone lines. They're open. 215-TOP-TALK. That's 215-867-8255. If you have any questions or comments or would like to just simply chime in, I think I'm pretty easygoing, and I also think I'm funny. So um, always welcome any opinions, any comments. Um, I wanted to play another little, little clip in regards to free speech um, that the president did during CPAC. I thought this is important that we bring it up and discuss this a little bit because uh, this is the going theme this week where it's all about speech and children, saving these children. We need to start speaking up. I know all of us that do speak up about it at one point get smacked with Twitter tape on our mouth, but take a listen to what he had to say um, because, you know, did you guys see how quick the jo- the whole Jesse Smollett thing just went? It just went poof, gone. You know why? Because it was a, it was pushed by Don Lemon. Don Lemon, that clown, was the one that perpetuated it. Jesse Smollett was on Good Day America. Did we see that young man that was viciously attacked on Good Day? No, we did not. And Jesse Smollett is like a bad memory that no one wants to co- talk about. But hey, you know, Don Lemon created it. He was all over it. He pushed it. They all did. You know, it's time to pay the piper. Let's take a listen to what he says. You're going to see some bad stock prices if that passes. It would end air travel. But you'll get on a train. Don't worry about it. You just have to cross cross off about 95% of the world. And it would force the destruction or renovation of virtually every existing structure in the United States. New York City would have to rip down buildings and rebuild them again. I don't think so. This is the craziest plan. And yet I see senators that are there for 20 years, white hair. See, I don't have white hair. I don't have white hair. No, I see these white hairs, longtime senators, standing behind this young woman. And she's ranting and raving like a lunatic. And these senators, these senators, yes, I agree with this. Yes, I agree. The crazy female senator from the state of Ohio, the state of Hawaii, right? She's like, she's like a crazed person. What she said about men is so bad. What she said about men is so bad. But she's standing in the hallway. And she didn't know too much about the plan because she's, you know, she can't understand that plan. (laughs) Which probably makes her smart, actually. Now, this is the senator from Hawaii. And they're saying to her, what do you think? Well, I don't know how people are going to get to Hawaii, but I'm in favor of the plan. (laughs) I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. So she's in favor of the plan. But you won't be able to get to... Well, we can take boats, I guess. We'll go back to boats. This is the new Democrat platform for the... And I don't want to talk them out of it. I don't. I don't. I swear, I don't. This is a killer. I got to get off this subject. 
Why would we tell them to stop talking about this Green New Deal? It makes so much sense, right? They should just keep talking about it. And we'll discuss that and this new platform, you know, that the Democrats have created, the totally non-flying, this Green Deal, the whole infanticide. Oh, and the new one, sex workers. We'll talk about that after we hear what he has to say about free speech here. I want them to embrace this plan. I want them to go and sell this plan. I just want to be the Republican that runs against them. Could that be? I'm going to regret this speech. This speech should have been delivered one year from now, not now, damn it. Because they're going to grip together. They're going to say, you know, this guy's really laying for us. I should have saved the Pocahontas thing for another year. Because I've destroyed her political career, and now I won't get a chance to run against her, and I would have loved it. We got to, you know... I don't want to knock out all of the good stuff and end up with somebody that's actually got talent. That would be terrible. <laughs> so I do like the Green New Deal. I respect it greatly. It should be part of the dialogue of the next election. And I think it has tremendous promise and tremendous potential for the future of our country. (laughs) Socialism is not about the environment. It's not about justice. It's not about virtue. Socialism is about only one thing. It's called power for the ruling class. That's what it is. Look at what's happening in... Venezuela and so many other places. All of us. Guys, okay, so here's where he lays into it, and we've talked about this before. Socialism is about having monopolies. Having, you know, that is the outcome of a totalitarian government. I mean, you can open up any uh, book that talks about political theories, ideologies, uh, you know, socialism is a product of a totalitarian government. They're in power. They infiltrate every single aspect of your life, your personal beliefs, views. They penetrate. They train you. They tell you what you can, cannot say. They tell you what is correct and what is incorrect. And they will redefine words to make it work. You know, now they're adding the word democratic in front of the word socialism. And, um... I've seen so many of them come out. Yeah, we only need parts of socialism like healthcare. Right. So then they'll tell me, oh, your cancer is so far gone. It's going to cost the government too much money. You're just getting hospice. You don't deserve care because, you know, you're 70 now. Like you're going to die anyway. So bye. 
or your child was born with this defect. We're not going to spend a ton of money throughout the whole life of this child. Let's just put it down. Infanticide. This is where it all starts. Remember, small changes over a long period of time yield massive results. And just like the president said, these have been happening for decades. It's not just the Obama administration. Obama was the rollout. Hillary was the take it home. So we get to stop them at their rollout. So imagine how our nation is with these brainwashed individuals, these people that can't think for themselves, that have relied on being spoon-fed of how to think, how to walk, how to talk, how to dress, how to look, being confronted with the, with the, with the mandate to actually make a choice and take responsibility for their own lives and um, actions and choices and, you know, put your money where your mouth is. And they don't. They just want you to hold their hand. This is why we have participation trophies. This is why transgendered slash sexual people can now compete in cross categories because it's going to be totally fair, right? Anyway, here's where he gets into it because this is how it all starts. Socialism is about power. You're not allowed to speak against them. You're not allowed to say anything that they say is wrong are here today because we know that the future does not belong to those who believe in socialism. And I heard yesterday a great speech from our Vice President Mike Pence talking about this very subject and talking about it beautifully. The future belongs to those who believe in freedom. I have said it before and I'll say it again. America will never be a socialist country. Young Americans, I love young Americans. Speaking of young Americans, Candace, stand up. Candace is getting married. You've been incredible. Thank you. Your whole group has been great. You're getting married. Seems like a nice guy to me. Congratulations. You've been so great. Thank you very much, Candace. Thanks. And Charlie, what a job you're doing. Where's Charlie? Where's Charlie? Where is Charlie Kirk? Because he has done an incredible job. Thank you very much, Charlie. But young Americans like you are leading the revival of American liberty, sovereignty, and self-determination in the face of left-wing intolerance, the anger, the unbelievable anger, I see it every day. Fortunately for you, it's mostly pointed at me. You have the courage to speak the truth, to do what is right, and to fight for what you believe and keep doing it. We reject oppressive speech codes, 
censorship, political correctness, and every other attempt by the hard left to stop people from challenging ridiculous and dangerous ideas. These ideas are dangerous. Instead, we believe in free speech, including online and including on campus. And by the way, there's a young gentleman with us today. And before the young gentleman comes on and he furthers it, did you hear what he said? We believe in free speech online and on campuses. This is full out coming. It's time. Because the way socialists win is by maintaining power. And the only way you can win is by silencing those that oppose you. I'll tell you what. When my daughter was accepted into college, she had finished high school a year early, and she applied to open up a chapter for Turning Point USA at Minot State University. It was declined. Now, she was also forced, like I said before, to take a mandatory freshman course to learn about tolerance, to learn about disabilities, to learn about being gender fluid. Guys, I kid you not, and she had to pay. We had to pay for it. Free speech, dare you walk onto campus in a red state on campus with a Make America Great Again hat. I mean, she had her little sticker that says less government, you know, the package that Turning Point USA sent her. And she got told off by a professor. This is real stuff. This is how they change the way our youths think. They say what's allowed. They tell you, you don't abide, you're gone, you're in trouble, you will be shamed, we will talk about you, we will bully you until you submit. And this young man got punched in the face on campus, videotaped for doing what? Exercising his right to free speech. I mean, we saw the guy in England, that old black man who was preaching the Bible and the police said he is upsetting the public. He's not allowed to speak, but you know, that's England. They have a queen. They don't have freedom. Their freedom has never been there. They just have like this fake you know, thinking that they're free because they have a parliament. But, you know, parliament also has the House of Lords and the House of Lords is appointed by the Queen. So, ergo, not free. This is the turning point. This is where our president says, all right, enough. Ban someone else from social media, I dare you. Do it again. Because like Donald Trump Jr. told Laura Loomer, it's time. President Trump just told you it's time. We value free speech. We will not tolerate people who tell you how to think in political correct speech. That's all BS. Let's hear what he had to say post as he introduces this young man who's not on Good Morning America, by the way. There's a young gentleman. I turned on my television the other day. And I saw somebody that was violently punched in the face. Violently punched. And I said, that's disgusting. By a bully, I'd like to do a lot of things, but of course we would never do that. 
Because if I ever said violence, they would say, Donald Trump attacked. No, no, no. Just for the media, I'm sure he's a lovely young man. Just had a little temper tantrum. I've been there before with those people. I don't want to do it again. I would be so embarrassed to be that boy's parents. Because your kids are a reflection of you. Like it or not, they are. And to have a son that would demand someone to si- to silence them. First he knocked the phone over and did whatever. Then he decked him straight in the face. And that kid could take a punch. Even the president recognized it. Because that's the first thing I said. Whoa, he didn't get a KO. And it was straight in the face. Listen to what the president says. So the man's name is Hayden Williams. Where's Hayden? Where is he? Where is he? Hayden, come up here, please. Come Thank you. Thank you. So at the Leadership Institute, we're committed to making campuses great again. And I thank you so much for bringing me up here to let me speak. It's, it's, great, it's great that I'm being recognized. And, uh, but there, there's so many conservative students across the country who are uh, facing discrimination, harassment, and worse if they, if they dare to speak up on campus. So I'm glad that we could, uh, we could you know, bring this to the forefront. And uh, I'd just like to say, you know, if these uh, socialist progressives had their way, they would put our Constitution through, through the paper shredder in a heartbeat. So, you know, it's, it's as important now than ever to work at Leadership Institute and campus reform, you know, exposing these, these liberal abuses to the public. It's, 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 it's as important now as ever. And, and these, students, these students do it because they have a love of our nation and, uh, and, and freedom. And, and frankly, I love for you, Mr. President. So... If you keep defending us, we'll keep defending you. Thank you. Thank you. Stay here for a second. So, here's the one thing. I was going to call him, but I don't have to now. I see him here. But here's the one thing. I learned a number of things. First of all, he could take a punch. Muhammad Ali could take a punch. He can take a punch. Because you weren't going to go down no matter how. That was a hell of a hard punch. He was a strong guy. But you know what? You've got yourself a great lawyer. I know your lawyer. She is a great lawyer. Just tell her to do me a favor. Sue him, but he's probably got nothing. But sue him forever. But sue the college, the university. And maybe sue the state. Ladies and gentlemen, he took a hard punch in the face. For all of us, remember that. He took a punch for all of us. And we can never allow that to happen. And here is, in closing with Hayden, here's the good news. He is going to be a very wealthy young man. That's okay. Go get him, Hayden. 
Today, I'm proud to announce that I will be very soon signing an executive order requiring colleges and universities to support free speech if they want federal research dollars. All right, that's it. So those were, this is what is the news. Everything our president that I've played for you is the news. He is tackling tariffs. He is dismantling everything. And he already dropped the hint. We are going back to the gold standard because he mentioned 1913. Because the tariff arguments, like he said, happened in 1888, 1890. McKinley came up and said, no, this is the way it goes. And then they destroyed everything on that fateful night. December 24th, 1913, while everyone was waiting for Santa Claus to come, they decided Santa Claus is going to have a lot harder time in the future getting presents. He also discussed uh, the platforms that the Democrats, which we're going to talk about after the break. For now, as you know, as an advocate of rights, I, uh, I will – I applaud anyone who has the guts – to speak their mind, even if it's something that I don't agree with, something I don't like, I will fight so that you have the right to spew your hate, spew your disgusting narratives, your racist statements. That's fine because you have the right to, because this is the United States of America and him signing such an executive order would mandate That if you want federal tax money, it better be equal and applied on free speech throughout campus. These, uh, you know, one thing that I would mention is that students, conservative students, parents of conservative students or parents of students that are conservatives and your kids kind of don't know where they stand. You should be fighting. You should be putting your foot down when they put them through this liberalism training class that they're supposed to do as freshmen, where they try to tell the kids, you must understand that you don't have a sex. You must use pronouns. You No, they don't have to because this is America. So for me, I'm telling you guys now, the minute that is penned, signed, and dried, I am sending a letter to the university that my daughter has been attending to tell them that that class needs to be removed. And that same letter is going to Betsy DeVos. And I urge every single one of you that are in college now, that have students in college, that were forced to take such classes to do the same. Because we should be holding them accountable. I mean, it's kind of like this. If you see a drug deal going on where some guy drops off a kilo of Coke right in front of you and another guy buys it and you say nothing, you know, how's the police going to know to enforce the law? So how is our president or authorities, or in this case, the Department of Education, going to know to apply this executive order and disallow them to have federal funds if you don't speak up? So it's important That we, as citizens of this country, take control and go with what our president gives us. Demand free speech. Demand that this training they put our kids through ends. Because once they lose their federal funding, you'll watch them change their tune really quickly. Really, really quickly. Because, you know... A lot of people think, well, this is a little bit far-fetched so long that they've been dealing with this. Think about it. Think. Take a think. 
Just because it happened over 100 years doesn't mean it hasn't been happening. They've just been doing it under your nose. Kind of like how they made child marriages and having sex with children between the ages of 12 and 16 okay. Because they changed the laws ever so slightly. With executive orders, with little notions, with cases. This is how they work. They are corrupt. Right under your nose. And you're like clapping them on. Clapping them on because they tell you, just sign it. Read it later. Or trust us. This is what this this thing you're voting on is about this. Because, you know, 90% of it tells you it is. But it's that 10% that's not. It's that 10% that changes things. Like, how can people forfeit their rights? Because they don't know. Why don't they know? Because they trust the media. Why do they trust the media? Because the government tells them to. The government is not your God. There's only one true God and he looks after us. And one thing that he tells us is to love each other and save the children. Children, innocent lives, innocent children and vulnerable people. And that is going to be the topic of what the Democrats stand for after this break. And keep in mind, I do have that advertisement for the Flynn Defense Fund. I urge all of you, if you can, to donate to that fund and help this amazing general and patriot. See you soon. Hello, my fellow patriots. My name is Michael Flynn Jr., and I am the proud son of General Flynn. Your support of the last two years has been incredible and will never be forgotten. If you'd like to continue supporting General Flynn, you can donate to our Legal Defense Fund. Any donation is welcome. To donate, go to www.mikeflynndefensefund.org. Thank you, and God bless America. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855-700-2978-855-700-2978-855-700-2978. That's 855-700-2978. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My Pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable My Pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My Pillow stays cool. 
cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. My Pillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. My Pillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. My Pillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code Red State. That's one 800 961-9194 promo code red state put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow the most comfortable pillow you will ever own for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit mypillow.com Welcome back, everyone, to the last half hour of the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. Remember, you can always follow me on Gab and Twitter at Tori underscore says. Find the latest pieces that I write about on ToriSays.com. And I'm always here Monday through Friday, 12 to 2 Eastern. Now, before I get into the Democratic platform, I just wanted to tell you guys I did. um, I have a ton of articles in draft, and I thought I'd write about what happened. So my birthday's coming up and, you know, it's actually on Friday. And uh, last week I was, you know, told by by Facebook, hey, pick a charity, you know, to raise funds for whatever charity you want. You know, that thing they do. So I did. I went on there and I was like, all right, let me pick Judicial Watch. So I go to Judicial Watch and I pick it and it's like, whoops, something went wrong. Then I try again and I'm like, let me do, you know, J Secular's ACLJ. I mean, what more than to fund the foundation of my president's council? Yes. Nope. Freedom Watch. Let's do Larry Clayman. All of them. Anything. NRA. It all came back. Oops. Something went wrong. So then I'm like, all right. Clinton Foundation. Boom. It goes through and I'm like, cancel. So I get in touch with friends I know at Facebook. I didn't put a ticket. Like, how do you put a ticket in? You, they like, like, you can't even communicate with Facebook unless you're disputing them banning you. It's really hard. So I get in touch with friends that I know that work at Facebook. So I sn- signal them. if It's an app for encrypted messaging. None of them get back to me. But the next day, I get that same thing finally pop up on my Facebook again. Pick your charity, blah, blah, blah. And Judicial Watch went through. Wow, guys, right? First of all, my friends didn't even communicate with me. So, I mean, there's a, you know, a rule. Rule number one, don't talk about Facebook. But I know who these people are and where they sit at Facebook. And they're like, you know, she'll talk about this. I did. I am. I was going to publish a whole article. But I wanted to say, while I was picking my charity because I was allowed to afterwards. And suddenly this conservative charity block was gone. I stumbled upon information that we're going to talk about tomorrow. This has to do with crimes against children. And there was an article that I put up this weekend about how Walmart, Hillary Clinton, crimes against children are all meshed together. I urge you to go to ToriSays.com and read it. 
guys, like Walmart is literally selling satanic statues. I kid you not. I kid you not. How did I find it? In a Clinton Foundation group of people that work for the Clinton Foundation or have worked. And they were talking about how they excited they were about this $750 statue that Walmart sells. Like, that's expensive for Walmart. When you think Walmart, you think like Dollar, dollar General, right? Um, they were all discussing it. And they were all excited. And I was like, this, this isn't real. Guys, I put up screenshots. Like, this is real. So um, that'll be the topic of tomorrow because I want us to start talking about Pizzagate. I want us – because it's – you know, I was having a conversation with Liz and, and, and she's right. For some reason, they stigmatized. You know, everyone stopped using the hashtag Pizzagate. Everyone stopped talking about it. Everybody did. As if it's something horrific. Yes, or if it's a hoax and you're crazy. Well, you're not crazy if it's true because all these perverts – all these insane, corrupt individuals own what? Pizza parlors. I mean, come on. When does it stop becoming a coincidence, right? When? Like, even here in my state, I've, I've stated it before. The U.S. Marshal of North Dakota resigned in the middle of the night on the 31st of December, 2016. Not one media outlet, locally at least, reported, we have no U.S. Marshal. He's gone. He resigned in the middle of the night on the 31st of December, 2016. Nobody talked about it. The guy was missing in action. Done. Nobody reported it. Nobody. Six weeks earlier, the deputy U.S. Marshal was convicted of child sex crimes. Now, guess what this U.S. Marshal does now? He has a damn pizza parlor. Stone... Stone something pizza in Bismarck, North Dakota, adjacent to the bank owned by the attorney general who also likes to diddle with little kids. This is insanity, guys. Like, okay, Pelosi, she's got Goat Hill Pizza in San Francisco. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So why are we suddenly coined crazy if we talk about it? I mean, did you guys see uh, Comet Ping Pong Pizza's, you know, pictures where they were selling babies taped down to tables terrified children talking about selling babies it's disgusting these people are completely sick we're going to be talking about this all week we're going to have liz croaking with us it's going to be incredible we're going to analyze it because enough of this it's a conspiracy theory it's not a conspiracy theory if it's true it was a conspiracy theory that the deep state existed it's not is it it's a conspiracy theory that the director of the FBI would be trying to overthrow our government. It's not, is it? It's a conspiracy theory that Hillary Clinton stole villages. No, it's not. It's real. This is all real. Embezzling money. Uranium One's not a conspiracy theory. None of this is conspiracy theory. I'm tired of hearing that. Because it's factual stuff. Factual completely factual and people need to understand it now in regards to the democratic platform like our president said we want them to push this green new deal it's hilarious we would be easily able to break it down they need to stick by it just like they're sticking by this infanticide i mean you're not hearing them talk about it but it's already been done i hope along with the executive order for free speech he signs an executive order disallowing, murdering babies born alive so they can refute that and we could take on Roe versus Wade with that.
But here's the new one. So there's like a picture of Kamala Harris campaigning. I tweeted it out too a couple weeks ago where she has like a mattress as a backpack, right? Because she slapped her way to the top. We all know it. I mean, done. But now her platform is to promote legalizing sex workers. And someone might say, well, that's a good thing because we can regulate it. Is it though? I'm not saying it isn't. But I'm saying it opens up the door to have more vulnerable people be used by pimps. Yeah, it's a business. But ask the people at the Bunny Ranch in Vegas if they feel it's a business. You know, there are some people that like to get, you know, rowdy. They like that kind of sort of thing. Like Stormy Daniels really liked it. We saw it on video too, right? She really liked it. There's women that like it and and own it. That's great. But not children. Not 18-year-olds. Not 20-year-olds. Because, you know, they don't just, you know, turn 18 and say, oh, I'm going to be a sex worker now because I like it. No. They've been trained to. Or they're addicted and they need to get their fix. This is how they fall into the porn industry, right? So how do you regulate that? And the fact that they're promoting all this stuff, promoting genderless persons, right? Promoting infanticide. Promoting sex workers. Look at the party, what it's promoting, guys. These are nefarious things they're promoting. How do you regulate an industry with so much taboo over it? How? I mean, Vegas supposedly regulates it, right? But how many of them started at the age of 15, 14? Because you got to get groomed to get into, you know, one of the brothels. You don't just walk up and say, I like to have sex. I'd like to be a worker. That's not the way it works. They'll take you out for a test run. They'll see how good you are, how young you look. That's the reality. Because sex workers have existed, uh, you know, throughout time. Throughout all time, they've existed. And one thing that we do understand is that they were always treated as lesser class human beings. And you know... Right, all right. You want to be a sex worker? That's your problem. You want to do it for a living? That's great. But how do we regulate it? How do we not posture up our youth to strive to be sex workers? That's my point. Because if you give the option of them being able to, uh, you know, have an easy life of just, you know, turning tricks for money, you know, how do you fix that? You can't. You've already told them it's okay. I mean, look how many young women go into that, uh, you know, in, in Vegas because it's available. This is what the Democratic Party is campaigning on. Sex. Open borders. No national security. Brainwashing our children to think that they don't need a gender. And infanticide. These are insane times, guys. This is 2019 insane times. I just can't believe that this is happening. I have a caller on the line. Hold on. Let me get that caller. Hello, caller. Can you hear me? You're on the Tory Says Show. I'm sorry. I wasn't able to to see the calls come in. Uh, Would you like to tell us where you're calling from and your name? Yes, this is Raul in El Paso, Texas. Hi, Raul. How are you? 
How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. I uh, haven't talked to you since the day of the rally here in El Paso with President Trump. And so um, I just wanted to say hello to you. Uh, I'm a big follower of you. There's two ladies I follow big time. And I was looking for her at the parking lot, and I couldn't find her. And I'm talking about Tori Lindemann and Paloma for Trump. And so she knows I've been looking for her, and she's going to call me sometime today. And I think both of you are great. And I think the rally in El Paso was awesome. Unfortunately, I could not get close enough to the president, but I was sitting right behind him. Well, thank you. So um, thank you very much. Do you have a comment on his speech over the weekend in regards to CPAC? Well, I saw the whole thing from beginning to end, and I just really flipped. I enjoyed that uh, he's back to his normal self when he said that, um, you know, they're going after him with BS, but he actually spelled it out. I loved it. And so he pointed out point by point how these people are corrupt and crooked, and hopefully, you know, I'm going to tell you the truth. Honestly, I do not believe in or I do not trust Bill Barr whatsoever, none whatsoever. And I think they made a mistake because they should have gotten Mr. Barr, but they got confused. The real guy that's tough is a guy named Bob Barr out in North Carolina, okay? That's where I almost got excited for a minute. But it was not Bob Barr. It was Bill Barr. So, no, I I don't trust that man whatsoever, and I don't think they're going to seek any uh, prosecutions of Clinton or anybody else. Maybe I'm being pessimistic, but he's part of the same cabal, the same crew. But I got to tell you something about the Paso Rally real quick. We loved him, but I can honestly tell you that our crowd in El Paso is the one rally that had the most ejections of all of the rallies. Can you believe that? That it had the most what? The most people being thrown out of the building. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. We even had it in Fargo. Not a lot of people heard about it. But there were a bunch of them they, that had they, come in to close they, the doors and walk out, supposedly. So that uh, was stymied. Yeah, but they had like five different stoppages where they throw people out. And, I mean, I'm not surprised that it happened here because we are here you know, in the border town, and you know the border towns like El Paso and Laredo, it's mostly a bunch of Democrats, but he does have very heavy support here, and I'll tell you what, this is O'Rourke's hometown, and there was no way that he was going to have more more people at his rally than, than we did for the president. No way. It didn't even come close. You know, so and one, one thing that I find uh, quite disgusting to me is that O'Rourke is nothing. Let's call him by his name, Robert Francis O'Rourke. He's on the front page of the El Paso Times Friday morning just because he was at the Metallica concert. Can you believe that? Well, you know, who the the hell is... Okay, so I, I, I don't like Beto. None of these candidates are the real candidates. I've said it before. I know Tucker had gang on. He did great squashing him. Um, but, you know, uh, the point is it's, uh, it, it, I would have liked more debate uh, to see his real teeth uh, because he's going to be coming no. out. 
he's he's as bad as the rest of them. He's a Bernie Sanders. He's he's worse than Ocasio Cortez. And here's what I believe. Okay, I don't know if you've said this before yourself, but they're just using all these dummies, these candidates, to raise money, and at the last second they're going to prop up Clinton again. Is what I'm thinking. Well, you know, uh, speaking of Clinton, if anyone actually heard her speech, and I'm going to talk about that tomorrow, that's why I didn't want to talk much of it. You know, she started to draw on her southern draw, you know, and call it Bloody Sunday. That was her battle call. She says, we're on fire because she's going to jail. They're all going to go to jail. We're all waiting for it. But you know what? To be honest with you guys. I'd rather see Obama locked up and perp walk than Hillary. I mean, I don't know if anyone's with me on that, but I'd rather see Obama get locked up uh, for his fraud, defrauding the people, passing himself on as an American citizen when he wasn't, and rolling out this agenda. I think, you know, she was always part of the plan. It started with her, with Clinton Care. Barr helped her privatize prisons. He propped it up for her super predators. She's so racist. She's so disgusting. She hates anything that has to do with religion. No wonder, you know, people that work for her buy Lucifer and Baal statues. Uh, it's disgusting. It's nefarious. I just can't stand it. But we'll talk about that more tomorrow. Yeah, nobody wants to talk about the heavy-duty stuff. Like, to me, um, I'm a firm believer that the powers that be that control the the world, like the world bankers, the Clintons, and so on and so forth. I mean, you might block me or something might happen, but they're part of a, of a worldwide uh, pedophile ring. All the whole bunch need to be locked up and possibly taken to get more. I'm not going to hold my breath on that because I'm going to die. But all these people are evil in their purest form because when it comes to gun control, they want to take everybody's guns if it means just saving one child or whatnot from being killed. But they don't mind 321,000 abortions yearly. So I just can't stand that kind of hypocrisy. It makes me sick, sick to my stomach, Tori. Well, what Raul says is correct. But, you know, the reason that they want to disarm us isn't with the usual spiel. Oh, well, if it'll save one life, you know, um, just like Raheem Williams, who was on here, said for every 20 guns, they save one person from suicide. But where do they get those numbers? Why aren't they tracking those numbers? Because it's not the point. The point is they want to take away our guns because the minute we figure out what they're doing, the minute we figure out about these Parties on pig farms. The fact that children are going missing, and you know the most missing kids are coming from Indian reservations, guys. Our American Indian population mm-hmm. has been maimed by these clowns, by these disgusting people that purchase kids for drugs. Purchase, 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 purchase. And not only that, these organized, federally funded, state-funded organizations that import children, import. It's like an import. It is a it is a business where they import children as refugees, and then, you know, once they come in, we don't know where they go. You know, she did that with Haiti. We know what she did with Haiti. She took villages. Exactly. So uh, bottom line is they're nefarious. They're disgusting. Anything else you'd like to add, um, Raul, before um, I start Uh, on my closing? Not really, because I pretty much 
cover the whole gamut, but if ever something breaks, I'm just tired of hearing friends telling me that there's no problem at the border. In fact, I'm going to tell you, and before I go, I had almost slipped my mind. Right here in my neighborhood, sometime last week, INS, or ICE, excuse me, just out of nowhere, unannounced on a what was it, Thursday, in fact, the same night of the Metallica concert, they went and secretly uh, dumped 180 uh, Salvadoran and Guatemalan illegals, unbeknownst to anybody, and then the local stations are, are calling for supplies like food and blankets when nobody was told. It's one one thing that you know, these people are sneaking in, but I want to know what the hell's going on when when uh, ICE is the ones that are hand-delivering these people over here. You know? Right. I mean, Thank you for that's, that. that's, I almost forgot about that. Well, Raul, the, maybe next week you should tune in because I have a lot of people that have been working at the border uh, that are with the border and unfortunately don't feel the same way you do about Paloma because remember, clowns infiltrate. So... Maybe you should listen next week when I announce them coming in because this is a bigger fraud than anything. I, I don't know. I don't know if you are supposed to have Paloma on. No, I would never. I would. Me. That's okay, but I would never. And you'll tune in next week and find out um, why. Oh, uh, thank you, thank okay. you very much, Raúl, for calling. God bless you. No, God bless you too. Okay. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for calling in, guys. I've only got four minutes left, so what I thought I could do is kind of like recap of what we're expecting this week. So we've got free speech on our mind. But we also have child trafficking, pedophilia, child pornography, busting open, crimes against children. Why is it that since it came out, since that laptop was obtained and I had this information, but I didn't understand what it was, people keep thinking that what Coleman put in the notes is saying that she committed crimes against children, which she did, but it wasn't referring to that. There is a global organization, U.S.-based research firm called Crimes Against Research, and it's a research firm headed by the University of New Hampshire, the same university that threw a huge rally for Hillary Clinton, the same university that allowed Michelle Obama to campaign, a first lady campaigning for Hillary Clinton because she was sick, if you remember. In the U.S., it is there. It's called the Crimes Against Children Research Organization. We've seen this before. That guy that was being propped up for, what was it, Nobel Peace Prize for you know being a young guy and helping out children that are victim of sex crimes. Turned out he had selfies of putting his penis in an infant and was arrested. Those people. So we've got it U.S.-based. But guess what, guys? Here's the creepiest part. When this problem happened, and I don't know if I should give a nod to the people I reached out to at Facebook. It was just all really coincidental, right? Because I'm running some beta apps that run Facebook through their app where they give you suggestions about, you know, what you're searching for. You know, how we search and it comes up with like, oh, this page or that person. 
Well, this app gives you suggestions based on the page that you're viewing, what people subscribe to that, and what commonalities. It's an algorithm that pulls like people that are liking this page are part of these groups and like these pages. Well, so after I made that complaint about not being able to pick a conservative organization to raise funds for my birthday, suddenly I stumble upon a Facebook page for Crimes Against Children Research Center, which came out as a suggestion from the Clinton Foundation and then a 2030 Clinton Foundation and then a private group of Clinton Foundation employees and then another Clinton Foundation group employee thing based in Africa. There were only like 60 members, but they all had one thing in common. All of them, they all were part of the conversations or like the page of Crimes Against Children in the U.S., but the creepiest one, is a group, private group, called Crimes Against Children in the United Kingdom. And the owner or administrator of that page looks very familiar. Familiar with this artist, with creepy art, just like that creepy artist that was making dinner parties and hosting parties for food with children in the pool for their entertainment. You all know her, Marina Abramovich. They look almost identical. Same type of creepy art that Podesta loves. Remember, the president talked about Podesta. We're going to have some whirlwind of a week. And just keep in mind, guys, St. Patty's Day isn't far away. So drink up your beer that weekend and break out the popcorn for the next. Because right after Patty's Days, it's going to be lit. Now, um, I also wanted to mention, I'm really excited that North Dakota State University's Bison are currently now at the White House. My friend is there reporting on it. Uh, he looks great. Looks like they're having fun. I retweeted a picture where he had Big Macs and Chick-fil-A out for the boys. I'm really proud of them. More of that, more recognition for our young athletes, young students, and our youth. Putting them on a pedestal to understand that they own this country and they are our future. I'll see you all tomorrow. Same time, same place, Monday through Friday, 12 to 2 on Red State Talk Radio. Until then, from all of us here, have a great evening. Be happy, healthy. God bless.